Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, welcome to episode 17. And once again, I'm here with my friend Lynn Breeden, and I've been totally enjoying our talks. Me too. I hope the listeners (laughs) have been enjoying it too. Today, we are going to talk about I'm afraid I'm losing my mind. It's a big one. (laughs) It's a big one. Do you remember the grief fog and feeling that way? Yes, I do. Yeah, I sure do. And you know, it's hard when I've talked to moms who didn't have any other children. And the difference between not having children and kind of walking this at the beginning alone and having children are very different. And probably for you, having grown children and a teenage child, that might have looked different. But I had two little children. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you you have to be careful. (laughs) And so there were times... You kind of have to figure out how to function real quick. You do. Yeah, you really do. And I, you know, I don't know if you remember when you had small children. I I don't Hmm. completely, but... you kind of feel like you're going nuts anyway, yeah. you know, I yes. mean, you've got little yeah. kids around and you kind mm-hmm. of feel that way anyway. And then you add that kind of fog um, that you feel in that. And um, yeah, there's, there's some most definite times when you just feel like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going I'm losing nuts. It. I don't even, I am losing it. I don't even know um, what I, where, where I should be or what I should be doing. And am I damaging my children, Yeah, <laughs> you know, as yeah. I'm going through this, how, how am I hurting them? Um, and in what way? Cause I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big deal. <laughs> it is. It is. I remember I was probably a couple years into this even and leaving the store and walking out to the parking lot. And I had absolutely no clue where my car was. And, and it wasn't the kind of, oh, yeah, I forgot where I parked my car, laugh it off kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It was like my mind was Scared. so blank. I, I, it was panicky because mm-hmm. I didn't even have information in my brain to pull from mm-hmm. to even think about where my car was. So I'm wandering the parking lot crying mm-hmm. because I just, I have no clue where my car is. And I don't know how long I'm going to have to wander wow. before I find it. Wow. And that is so scary. It is. So or scary. I driving down the road and I all of a sudden it's like I have no clue where I was going. I mean, why am I in the car driving? Mm-hmm. I obviously I was supposed to be going somewhere mm-hmm. and having to pull the car over to figure out where I was supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually I've had experience like that as well where you just or you get from plan A to B and you wonder, I don't even remember no. getting here. I don't remember why I'm here. I would get to the store and go, what, what, why Mm. am I here? What was Mm -hmm. I buying? What was I supposed to do? It's, it's real. You know, I mean, the the struggle was very real in in how we function. And it, it's really miraculous that they even allow us to drive. (laughs) Because they really shouldn't (laughs) have. (laughs) This is true. We were very much a danger to ourselves and probably the people around us. Yes. And the kids in our car and and everybody. Yes. Yeah. Because you just, you can't think. You mm-hmm. literally can't think. I know of hearing of a woman, I think she put her watermelon in her oven and found it days later. Wow. <laughs> kind of a thing. And another woman who just standing there with an orange, just forgetting how you peel an orange. Mm-hmm. I, those things are so real. And the thing is, we have to understand 
that there are literal physical changes that happen in our body. Yes. It's not just, oh, pull yourself together mm-hmm. kind of a thing. There are literal changes, brain chemical changes that happen mm-hmm. in our brain. Yes. Um, those kinds of things. What are some of the things that you have? Because I know I started studying that out at one point and was surprised and relieved <laughs> mm-hmm. in a sense to find out it wasn't just me having to get my act together. I was literally not the same person. My body was not the same body. It's so true. And I, you know, I learned, um, well, you know, when I went through this, it was a lot of years ago. So there really hadn't been as studies, many studies right? and of course, social media and, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have access. You couldn't Google something and right. be able to read it within minutes. So it wasn't quite the same in that. And I didn't have a lot of people around me, you know, that really understood it. So I just tried to keep busy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I tried to, I learned that I had some creativity in me. And so doing just kind of menial tasks, you know, helped kind of take my mind off of that. My mm-hmm. mom was a, a great encourager and a great supporter and, um, so we did things together. We liked doing craft things together. And honestly, that I think that kept my sanity mm. was the repetitious of it because I was a stay-at-home mom. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't going to a job, thankfully. Right. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have talked to many who try to go back to work and they just don't understand mm. why they can't think the way they did and things didn't come right. as quick. And that just is a whole nother realm. And even two or three years down the road, you're still not... You're not. And you're, people don't you understand. You are it. not the same person. You're not. Okay? I know for me, I, I thrived on, I'll say, chaos. I mean, I had five kids. I mm-hmm. was an assistant manager at Arby's. I, I loved that kind of making things click and, you know, moving mm-hmm. fast. And chaos now, you get me 10 minutes and I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm not the same person. Yeah, we change. I, I think that there's a lot of changes that happen. And like I said, for me, I the repetition of, at that time, um, toll painting was popular mm. on wood type okay. things. And um, my mom had an element of interest in that as well. And so we started doing that together. We She would come in the morning. It was almost like a job. And it, it kind of helped me, mm. even though it was very menial and it was very easy. But I was connecting with mom. The kids were playing. It was almost like something it you helped. could do that you didn't really have to think about it was. doing. It was. And it really... It gave me a purpose to get up the next morning. I knew my mom was going to come and hang out with me. And there was an element in all of that that was very um, comforting. And Mm -hmm. it it really did help me get through. I I did a lot of those kind of things. And we ended up, um, I worked for a company that, you know, I helped with that. And everything I did was very menial, but I... I, there was accountability in it. I knew that, and I didn't. I didn't know that I knew this. Now mm-hmm. I look back on it and I go, "Oh, I get what you were doing, God." <laughs> um, but at the time, I didn't. But you know, I went into the office and there was a place for the kids to play. And um, but we worked very menial tasks. But it was with people who loved me, who supported me, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of accountability and having to be there. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't mm-hmm. show up they'd be checking in and going, are you okay? What's going on? You know, and I knew that. So um, I think those kind of things, I didn't do it on purpose, but God put them in my path to kind of keep me moving forward. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I would have, I would have gone nuts just trying to get through a day, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. um, that I think that was helpful for me. Yeah. And just for maybe the parents listening that don't have something like that, not to try to compare 
our grief or compare our grief, re- I, lack of a better term, recovery. I, mm-hmm. There's not to compare, well, I don't have that, so that's why I'm a mess, or, you know, that right. kind of a thing. You were still a mess. Oh, I, I was I, a mess. <laughs> oh, I was absolutely a I mess. I know I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I was seriously a mess. But those were the things, probably more than anything, it gave me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I needed to have something that was positive, um, that I was productive in some way, and mm-hmm. it was very no-brainer. You know, mm-hmm. I could just do... But I did some um, volunteer kind of things, and I like the youth league that I talked about in an earlier episode. Um, I joined; they needed somebody on the youth league board, and my boys were both playing, and so I jumped into that. And I, you know, I didn't have, play a big part in that. I, I was part of oversaw the concessions, which was kind of not a big deal, but it gave. But me it a was purpose. a big deal, right? <laughs> and it was a big deal mm-hmm. in my recovery, and it helped me, and that led me to to learning some people that were on a, our local volunteer ambulance and Mm. so I drove the ambulance and this was maybe Mm. three or four years out Mm -hmm. but it helped me you know it Mm -hmm. helped me to be able to have something to look forward to something that focused my mind on something else other than my grief yes so I when when Becca first died I was on autopilot for a long time and I had uh, the international children's ministry that I was doing and I look back at it now, and it was like I was nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it was just because I was on autopilot, and I was overseeing an online school. And I know a lot of things fell through the cracks, but that was probably the one thing, the consistency of having students mm-hmm. that I needed to grade their work, I needed to communicate with them. And I think that's that was the one thing for me because I had a pastor at the time who did not understand this kind of grief. Mm-hmm. And he thought I wasn't doing things very well. I wasn't handling things very well. He pulled me from all my ministries. Basically, until you get your act together, uh, you know, you can't be in these ministries, And which for me made it even worse because yeah. I, I needed that consistency. Yeah. I needed especially to have a way for the Lord to continue flowing through me yes. as, as a broken vessel. And, mm-hmm. and we have to find our own balance in that. We do. Because we, we can sure go do. overboard with that mm-hmm. and jump into all that stuff to avoid the pain of the grief. That's right. And then we're going to crash later. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just go through it now. That's absolutely right. <laughs> but um, that whole autopilot thing, I ended up on a trip to Africa, which was normal for me. But I look back at it now and it was like, what was I thinking? Well, I wasn't. No, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't. And and I came back and ended up, uh, my body was crashed on me and I was in a uh, severe adrenal fatigue and everything my organs were starting to shut down and I had to take a break from life period while my body healed it's it's a big deal it is it is so I mean other things that happen to us literally our heart is affected Mm -hmm. Uh, they say that the right side I think it's the right side enlarges one one side or the other enlarges and so they'll they'll beat you know, not rhythmically. Hmm. And so we can start feeling those heart flutters and things, the AFibs. That's just a reality of the part of deep grief. We really and do have a broken the heart. The flip side to that is if we, we don't feel it, and there might be yes an issue because anybody mm-hmm. who has heart issues, that might be yeah. a trigger for something else. But yes, yes we yeah. do have a broken heart. Yeah, we literally have a broken heart, and there are even medical terms for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say them. I don't remember them. I just know <laughs> I've looked it up. Yeah. Our immune system is compromised, mm-hmm. literally. I got to thinking, 
I, there are, I think, three people in our, because we do have a monthly support group, and I think there are three that are going through chemo treatments within like that first year mm-hmm. of losing their child. Wow. And I, I talk about devastation on top of devastation, but imagine. our immune system is compromised. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel really run down, it's legitimate. Your body is literally telling you rest, take it easy, give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. And if you need to be in bed by eight o'clock at night and sleep mm-hmm. until eight o'clock in the morning, then do it. Yeah. And don't feel like you have to justify it or your body is just so out of whack, literally. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, for me, I had, um, Joel had a, a long illness, you mm-hmm. know, a, a couple months is relative to some right. others, I, I understand. But for us, two months yes. was a long time to be away from home. And you have to be strong for them when they've got a long-term mm-hmm. or even a short-term right. illness. You right. have to be strong for your child. And um, I came home that Friday night that he passed away, and I woke up the next morning so sick. Mm. And, um, I, you know, I lost my voice, and I tend to go into respiratory stuff. But it it, it does affect our bodies, you know. Yes. And in that, in that time, I, I was sick often um, because our immune system is compromised. So yeah, that's a a big deal. And I, one of the things that I read that I thought was really fascinating was some of these uh, studies on, you know, they'll take people in deep grief and study their their bodies and what's going on. And in one study that I read, and I'm not sure, I'm sure I could dig it up and find it eventually, but I don't remember who did the study, but they found that grieving moms were the only ones where their lymph nodes are affected. Hmm. That's interesting. It is. And there was no other grief where the lymph nodes were affected. But for grieving moms, for some reason, uh, they they were affected. Hmm. So I, it's just crazy how our bodies take the hit too. Mm-hmm. It's not just our emotions. And, and so when our body's to out of to. Yeah, and when our bodies are out of whack, our emotions are also out of whack. And it's a time where we we don't feel like taking care of ourselves. We don't. We're barely going to eat um to I mean we're just we just don't I didn't eat. I yeah. I lost a lot of weight. I mean there was a lot of that and you know for those of you out there that are interested in this there's a lot of nutritionalists mm-hmm. that have studied this um you have one that is one of your buddies mm-hmm. right that yes. we were going to yes. um that you've used in a conference right mm-hmm. yep um and th- i think that's fascinating the things that we need to be putting into our bodies because we're not thinking about eating yes. because we're so deep in grief and that's really important that we are taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. in the midst of this and there are, there are really key ways to do that yeah because they play off of each other mm-hmm. so if if our body's out of whack it's it's going to mess with our emotions and the whole everything so if we can do what we can mm-hmm. to get our bodies the nutrition it needs get out and get for a walk even if it's just around the block one right. lap around the block right um but to get some walking in anything that we can do to help our bodies recover mm-hmm. is going to be fruitful in in our emotions and exactly. our souls because it's not and, any wonder that our brains yeah. aren't functioning right because we're not doing our mm-hmm. body any service right in the grieving that we're doing yeah. and the lack of mm-hmm. um, at some point we've got to cut that circle that cycle yeah. and, and right. i think the easiest way to do that is physical 
physically mm-hmm. with our nutrition and, and how we're taking care of ourselves to just start taking little steps, drinking the water. Uh, dehydration is a huge one. Yes. Huge. I mean, it you is. get headaches and all cramps and all kinds of things mm-hmm. that we don't connect with dehydration. So even just making sure you're drinking water, lots mm-hmm. of it every day would be a help. Right. So right. I know for me, I felt like when I started finding out that this whole foggy forgetfulness confusion that was just felt like it was a part of my life when I realized that that was normal for grief Mm -hmm. I I mean I remember one time well more than once thinking is this like early Alzheimer's I'm Mm -hmm. too young for this I'm too young for Alzheimer's and then finding out it was just part of this whole grief thing was a relief once again Mm -hmm. (laughs) to find out what's wrong with you is Mm -hmm. part of that grief process what a relief it is it is to find that out and we tend to want to isolate ourselves because we're in pain Mm -hmm. and so sometimes that's the to the detriment of ourselves um, or probably always it is um, because we we learn these things as we talk to other people and and there's so many groups out there much Mm -hmm. like this one that are there to help you and to Mm -hmm help you um, know that you're not going crazy. You know, this is a normal part of this grief process. And um, you've got to go through it. You can't go over it or under it. You've got to walk through it. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So how long does this last for, Lynn? All this grief fog and the craziness and... Well, I, I'd like to blame my fog on, on grief. I do. Grief fog. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I'm not sure that I can physically blame it on that, but I'd sure like to think that's um, some of it. But yeah, you know, I think that as, as you move through this journey, you know, some of that does lift and, you know, it doesn't last forever. And I, I'm sure the fog I'm feeling now is not contributing from the grief <laughs> unless it's mother's day and then i can say See, it probably yeah. is and that's what i was going to say i i the further we get away from the death of our child we do start coming out of that mm-hmm. but there are things that will kick us back into it that's right yeah so i mean we can be fine for months or even years mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's like we talked about the last episode these grief triggers whether we didn't know they were going to hit us so deeply Mm -hmm. and now we're out for two or three days or another week or whatever and we thought we were past that right and I'm wondering about journaling you know I I'm not really a good journalist so I it it would be easy to say this and it's kind of do as I say not as I do (laughs) Um, but I wonder if I had journaled some of this um, I would be able to look back on that and go oh because I I suspect that even after that episode I had a couple years ago um, with the grief trigger, um, as I was at school, I'll bet the next morning I probably wasn't as clued into my class. Mm-hmm. I bet I, I struggled. You know, I, I don't remember mm-hmm. it well enough to be able to tell you that's true, but I have a feeling, mm-hmm. um, I know that That there was a fog I, hanging over. I, I went straight to bed. I was mm-hmm. exhausted. Um, but I'll bet that that does kind of clue in when you've got a trigger or a, um, a birthday or the grief day, the sunrise or sunset mm-hmm. or, um, you know, whatever that is. I, I bet it does hang in there for a little while. I mm-hmm. bet that's, that triggers that as well. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me to know that. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think so, too. So... Any last thoughts on this topic on the grief triggers? I think that so many, um, you know, I just talked to a gal that lost three children in one fell swoop Mm. um, in a car accident. And um, 
I remember talking to her just a couple weeks out and her saying, I just feel like I can't remember things and I I feel like I'm not, I'm worthless, like I just can't. And I just feel crazy, like I just, I'm not who I, I, I'm not myself. And for me to say, that's really normal. This this mm-hmm. is a part of this. And, and all of those things, they are perfectly normal. And there's a relief in that, yes. in knowing. So for those of you out there that are hearing that, please know that this is all normal. This is mm-hmm. part of this process. And be patient with yourself. Yes. You know, allow yourself to feel what you feel. And if this is a day where you're feeling a little crazy, you know what? Just go for mm-hmm. a walk and feel the sunshine or do something that's going to help you um, just get through this day, you Mm -hmm. know, because some days we just got to get through the next hour. We got to get through the next couple minutes and, you know, just be patient with yourself. I think that's a Mm -hmm. big part of this. Um, And, you know, you're in an age where we can affirm you in that, you know, I I didn't get all of back in the day. So know that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the exact thought I was having. You're okay. You're going to be okay. You're okay. Yeah. Even in, in the middle of this fog and craziness mm-hmm. and forgetfulness and confusion and and uh, wondering, mm-hmm. am I losing my mind? Mm-hmm. Yes and no. Yeah, you are, but you're, it's, it's going to be you okay. You are, but all of us did. Yeah, we all. It's just part of the journey. Part of the journey. Mm-hmm. It is. So, and know that we're here with you mm-hmm. and we get it. Yeah, we, we do. get it. We do. Get so, it. Mm-hmm. so if you want to contact GPS Hope or contact Lynn, we'll have it in the show notes. GPS Hope is uh, just go to gpshope.org, and you'll find a place you can email me or talk to Lynn if you just feel like you need to pursue this further and you have specific questions or whatever. Either one of us would love to talk to you. Yeah. Lynn, how do people get a hold of you? Um, they can go to Morning to Dancing. Um, there's a Facebook group if you um, if you um, work grieving moms. I think is you, it'll take you right to uh, Morning to Dancing. Okay. So it's a and if you go to the that. podcast show notes, we'll have a link to that there too. Perfect. So and I'll tell you how to get to the show notes after we do the birthday segment and we wrap it up for Perfect. the episodes. So thanks for listening. It's time for our birthday segment. Today we want to celebrate Jaden Phillips. She was born on August 17th and she is forever 18 years old. So we celebrate with you, her family, and rejoice with you in the day that God brought her into this world and into your lives and the blessing that she was to you. If you would like your child mentioned on the podcast the week of his or her birthday, just go to gpshope.org slash birthdays, and there will be a form there. Just fill it out, submit it, and I would be happy and honored to mention your child's birthday on this podcast. We are putting together our itinerary for traveling October through about April. In our Hope Mobile, we live full-time in a 38-foot motorhome. And we are going to be heading, we're starting from Wisconsin into Iowa, down into Oklahoma, Texas, Arizona. We're going to be hitting up into a little bit of California, Palm Springs, San Diego, into Las Vegas, and then heading back to Wisconsin. If you are in any of those areas, 
and would like to meet up. We've been known to just stop and have a cup of coffee or have dinner or lunch, or if maybe you have a group that you would like us to speak to or want to get a group of friends together, someone at church, whatever, we just want to meet you and spend time with you. So if you are in any of these areas, please email us at office at gpshope.org. Let us know where you are, and we'll see what we can work out. And also, on our Hope Mobile, we put hearts in loving memory of our children. So for a $100 sponsorship, it helps us put gas in our Hope Mobile and travel around. You can have your child's name put on our motorhome, and your child will go with us wherever we go around the nation. To find out more about that, you can go to gpshope.org slash heart decal, or just go to our website and you'll find the tab, our store, and click on the Memorial Heart, the heart decal. All of these links can be found in our show notes. So if there's something, oh, I missed that, I couldn't write it down or whatever, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash podcast and look for this episode 17. And with that, I just want you to remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.